Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of a Week 11 DFS Dreamers. I guess it's not another edition of Week 11. This is the first edition of Week 11 DFS Dreamers, Pierre. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, Wes. A lot of sports news just kind of throwing me off my game, but doing well overall. How are you? I'm doing fine, except for that intro. I've been working on an intro all day long in my head, and I kind of just put them all together and mixed them up all at once, and I just threw the paint on the wall and see it was nothing nothing stuck at all. So it just it's it is a mess already. Starting out this show, I've been a very busy week. Like you said, we've had a lot of big sports news, and one of the sports news kind of threw me a curveball this morning was when I heard that Theo Epstein had stepped down from being president of the Chicago Cubs. So that that went through me off a little bit. Yeah, that hurt a little bit, and I, I expected him to be gone, but I thought we at least have another year. Uh, but he decided to step down. I'm sure the whole 2020, uh, just the differences of the the way the baseball worked out uh, this past year due to the pandemic played a part of that. But it's tough. I mean, he got us the World Series, so that's that's what I'm thankful for. He did get us over the hump. Uh, he says he's going to sit out another year, and I won't be shocked if he goes somewhere else and takes another team that's had a drought uh, to the promised land. Oh, that'd be really neat. Or he might throw his hat into the political ring. It's just, it's just hey, that's one of those speculative things. I texted that out to my group right away. And then, uh, of course, I, I texted uh, John Legend, uh, John Legend, I, I John Frisella as well. And uh, <laughs> I texted him because he wrote that Theo book. And, of course, him and I always have that uh, podcast on Saturdays with all the spreads and everything. Mm-hmm. And he actually told me then in a text message, that uh, many of the people that he interviewed, especially one of them, said that he thought Theo should be a president one day. <laughs> so wow. I was like, "Whoa, wow, one, of, one of my one of my conspiracy theories might come true." So <laughs> you never know. Huh? I'm sure he'd do well at whatever he does. And then, uh, of course, all the NBA news. If you if you try to cover or try to um, make sense of all the different trade possibilities before draft night, you're just in for a long. A swirling, uh, a nonstop news cycle that goes through your head, and I can't, I can't keep them straight anymore, Pierre. Well, it's tough, and a lot of the news that that broke last night wasn't until like one a.m. Uh, my time, Eastern Standard, with the the Drew Holiday to the Bucks, and then the the Bogdan Bogdanovich also to the Bucks. So that all happened like one a.m. from Woj and Shams. But I think mostly uh, us folks here in Indiana, as Pacer fans, are waiting to see one if anything happens with Victor Oladipo, but also the, the Gordon Hayward news. Uh, he's due uh, to opt in or opt out. They actually extended it. It was due to have a decision today by five, and they extended it. So I'm guessing they're working on a deal. Um, he's an Indiana boy. So I think a lot of folks are seeing if maybe we can pluck him from Boston, uh, get him back home, and we're just kind of waiting to see. I know the draft's tomorrow. So a lot of things shaping up in NBA land. Then uh, Chris Paul started off. Uh, going to the Suns and him and Booker apparently already working out in Phoenix. So a lot of news, a lot of excitement. Looking forward to the the season, which starts off again uh, December 22nd. I'm going to be scratching my head going, who's on what team again? You know, just <laughs> it's bad, too, whenever you can't move forward and you're just always <laughs> stuck in behind mode and you can't make sense of it. And I'm going to be going, where did John Paxson go this year? That's all I want to know. <laughs> yeah. You said ooh, Indiana. Uh, they play. Uh, oh, you, ooh, they got that big game against OSU this weekend, don't they? 
They do. Number nine versus number three. It's, it's at Ohio State, and the, the line opened up uh, 20 and a half for Ohio State as favorites. And I know we're not used to being in this situation, being Hoosiers, but uh, three-point touchdowns is kind of disrespectful. So I, I kind of hope we go in there and just smack them in the mouth. Now, do you really think, though, that they can hang uh, with OSU and that Heisman Trophy candidate and, and their quarterback? So I'll tell you what, we've we've hung with them with really poor teams. Uh, in the past. Actually, when Tevin Coleman was here at IU, uh, we gave him a pretty big scare until about the early fourth quarter. Uh, they kind of separated from us, but we've always played Ohio State well. Um, so I think now that we actually have a solid team that we we should, I mean, we should keep it close. Uh, you never know. I don't think either team has really played anyone spectacular up to this point. Um, so it's going to be a test for, for both teams, but 21 points. Again, that's kind of disrespectful, I feel. Really? Okay. Well, I, I I'm Look, I'm with you because I Alabama hasn't been there yet. <laughs> and it's always good to be the underdog, man. I, I may have to tune into that game just for a little while just to see, just to see whether or not uh, that's something that you guys can do because I know that I'll have a rooting interest as my friend roots for his Indiana Hoosiers as well. That, that'll, be, that'll be a fun one. All right, Beers, we got to move on to this uh, DFS DraftKings specialty. That's what we do here on the DFS Dreamers. Had a good week last week. I did anyway, building some lineups, learning a little bit better on how to build lineups on the, what, what would they call them, the cash games versus the tournaments? There is some specialization there, isn't there? Yeah, you got your cash games and your GPP. So your, your cash games are mostly going to be your, your safe plays. Uh, you want a pretty good floor because uh, you ultimately just need to be in the, the top half. Uh, when it comes to the entries, whereas your GPPs, your tournaments, uh, you take a little more risk. Uh, last week was actually a really good job, to, a really good time to take risk uh, because some of the chalk like Mike Davis, Duke Johnson, uh, those type of guys really didn't come through. So if you got off of them uh, for different backs like Gibson, McKissick in that Washington game, DeAndre Swift, uh, you really set yourself apart uh, from a lot of those lineups because you're looking at a top 20 percent uh, versus top 50 percent finish when you look at the GPPs. Now, we usually go over some of those higher point totals, okay, for the mm-hmm. for the classic games spread there on Sunday afternoon where there's a 10, 11 games, I think, this weekend. And uh, it, but, but you know what? All the good games seem to be <laughs> at the <laughs> other time zones, you know. <laughs> so right now we only have two games that are even in the 50s as far as point totals go, Pierre, and that's really strange to look at the NFL schedule like that. you got the Green Bay Packers and the Indianapolis Colts. That's set right now at 51 and a half. And then the first game, anyway, Atlanta Falcons at New Orleans Saints at 51, and that's it. There's no other games in the 50s from from where I'm looking anyway. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it right now. Um, there's a couple high 40s, but those are the only two uh, that are actually on the main slate. Uh, obviously, my household has a, a big interest in that Coats and Packers. Uh, lifelong Coats fan here. And my wife's the lifelong Packers fan. So we're actually sending our daughter off uh, to the in-laws. Uh, they got to watch her because we get a little intense uh, when it comes to that. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Hopefully, I'm not sleeping on the couch by end of the night. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to play that one. My wife does not like football. She doesn't watch football. Um, and she she says that early on, I didn't explain the rules very well to her. And I'd be like, why? How do you not know what a first down is? You know, and I have never been able to get out of the doghouse on that one. So she just doesn't <laughs> watch football. I, I think if we get a fantasy team going you know, together, maybe that'll pique her interest a little bit more. We'll have to see if we can ever do that or not. Uh, but hey, uh, speaking of that, though, let's let's go ahead and get into this uh, quarterback. 
tiers. All right, these quarterback tiers right here. Now, when we when we talk about this, I always like to look at see who the highest priced player is on DraftKings, and that right now, I mean, I know Christian McCaffrey's there at ninety four hundred. It's it's actually looking like he may not play this week, and so Alvin Kamara is second. And you know, Pierre, there's no quarterbacks, no quarterbacks anywhere on that highest positional playered list, and that seems really strange to me because it starts out with Lamar Jackson being at seventy. 300. I mean, we only have a quarterback this week in the 8,000s, man. We don't. And uh, part of that's because of, like you said, the, the, the main slate doesn't have those big totals. So you don't have Mahomes. He's on Sunday night. Uh, you don't have Murray or, or Russell Wilson, who's on Thursday night. Um, those are usually the guys that are really up by that 8K price range. I'm surprised that Rodgers isn't up there. Um, I know he was 7,900, I believe, last week. So he's he's dropped down. Uh, $900 this week, which could be a, a testament to the coach defense. But yeah, there's not many up there until you get to obviously Lamar at the top now, 7,300. And he hasn't been great this season himself. Okay. So let's start this tier out. Let's talk about Lamar at 7,300. We'll go all the way down to Watson at 6,500. Okay. So my question to you is this, I'm only excited about one, one of these quarterbacks. If Drew Brees is injured, who who do you think that is? I'm going to say Herbert. Oh, ah, you're wrong there. <laughs> you know, uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. That's okay. the guy I'm excited about. And and basically because Jacksonville last week, they couldn't stop. Uh, they were against the Green Bay and the wind, and they couldn't stop either one. You know, I mean, they, they, was just, <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't stop it. And I think that Big Ben right now is dropping back to pass so many times. The last two games, he's had 40-plus attempts, 28 and 32 DraftKings points. I, I could roll with Ben Roethlisberger all the time, all the time. Yeah, um, he, he's looked better uh, for sure uh, these last few weeks. He's actually thrown the ball more. Um, but Jacksonville actually held their own. It could have been the wind, uh, but they only gave up 24 to the Packers. They actually had a chance to, to win that game. Uh, surprisingly, their, their defense uh, scored uh, 11 points. Part of that was due to the Keelan Coe uh punt return touchdown but uh, they look serviceable uh better than they looked so far this year um, obviously that that couldn't that may not be the case uh there with better weather in Jacksonville uh this week but uh it makes sense to go to Roethlisberger in that price range I thought you was going to go to Herbert uh simply because of that Jets matchup uh back at home uh, they have to get off the snide they've had a couple tough losses and he's just been so consistent uh here lately I thought that's the reason that you would go to Herbert there at 6800 yeah, I did think about him, but the Jets are one of those sneaky defenses. But when I was looking at the wide receiver cornerback matchups earlier tonight, mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I was wrong. I, I think that it could be possibly that Herbert could have a bounce back game. But man, I I still like New York. The, the Jets, the Jets just always have one of those sneaky defenses. Uh, and I guess if Flacco plays, it's always one of those opportunities where they'll find the red zone a little more often. Yeah, he's he's due to play. Uh, he's the, the the starter. He's already been named a starter. Really? Uh, so it, it's Flacco week again. Yes, sir. Get your stack ready, Wes. Get your stack ready. <laughs> no, I, as soon as you said it, my eyes lit up. You know, <laughs> that's what I was looking at. All right, so Teddy Bridgewater, he's still possibly going to start this week. He starts off our next tier at 6,400. And mm-hmm. then I guess we'll take it all the way down to another quarterback who's questionable at Matthew Stafford at 6,000. Uh, DK is kind of locked in on this tier. All these prices look about right to me. Yeah. You know, can, can they get 20 points? Can any of these guys get 20 points? Uh, I think the two that could are, are Matt Ryan and, and Cam Newton. 
That'd mm-hmm. probably be the two I lean on. Uh, Cousins is in a good matchup himself, but uh, they're really handing that ball off to, to Dalvin Cook, and they, he may not have to do much uh, against that Cowboys defense. So I look at Cam and Matt Ryan. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go Matt Ryan uh, just because he he really tends to play pretty well um, indoors, and regardless when they're with the Saints, they're going to be indoors. Uh, Saints secondary hasn't been that great themselves, so I can see Matt Ryan really targeting Julio, Hayden Hurst, uh, we'll have to watch the the Calvin Ridley uh, practice situation to see if he plays. Um, but in addition, Cam Newton, Texans, their defense has been really, really tough. Uh, when I say tough, bad uh, this year. So Cam Newton starting to, to kind of play a little bit better the last three weeks, uh, 24 and 16 against Baltimore and basically a monsoon. Uh, you're not going to get that indoors against the Texans. So I can really see Cam Newton kind of paying off potentially uh, given his rushing touchdown upside at 6,200. Yeah, and he's really finding a go-to target in Jacoby Myers as well. They're finding a way to get the ball in the end zone through the air a little bit more, even if you include Rex Burkhead in that discussion. So there's a possible stack there with Cam Newton nowadays. They've gone away just from him running the ball. And I still think if they find the end zone or the red zone inside the five, it's going to be his number that's called. So a lot of good stacking possibilities with Cam Newton. Um, next one starts off with Jameis Winston, I guess, at 5,900, because it does look like Drew Brees is listed as out right now. We do this podcast on Tuesday night, so we always got to take some things with a little grain of salt because there's still a lot of practice time uh, in, involved here. But I think that Drew Brees has already been labeled as out. So we'll start at, at uh, Jameis Winston at 5,900. And let's go down to my guy, okay? Uh-uh. Let's just talk about these two guys. Tua Tagovailoa at 5,800, all right? Uh, who would you rather have this this week, Winston or Tua? I only play one. It'd probably be Winston. Uh, I think he's just in a better matchup with the Falcons in the secondary. Uh, Tua's been serviceable. He's looked pretty good the last couple of weeks. I'm just not sure he's he's throwing the ball as much, um, nor do I think he has the, the weapons that, that Jameis has at his disposal. Uh, so I'd definitely go Jameis, even though Jameis – uh, hasn't technically been named the starter, so uh, Sean yeah. Payton's kind of keeping it close to the vest. He he may actually go with Taysom Hill, uh, who we could get do, get to down at the cheaper range. Uh, so that's news to watch. But out of these two, it definitely be Jameis for right now. Yeah, I I uh, don't know that it will be Jameis. I when I when I watched that game last week and it was on here in my local st- station, he just looked overwhelmed. You know what I mean? He he looked overwhelmed. I'm, I don't want to say unprepared because you never know that. But he just looked overwhelmed, and that offense is a disciplined offense. And and that's not something that Jameis Winston usually has. There's a lot of discipline when it comes to a game. I don't know if I would touch either one of those guys, to be honest with you. Tua just hasn't put up that kind of numbers yet to be able to pay off. But one of the things I'm impressed about from Tua is he has zero interceptions. And this may be one of those opportunities against a Denver defense and, and a team that kind of looks like they've – I'm not going to say mailed it in, but, but man, the effort just doesn't look there really, really strong right now, okay? That, that's just what yeah. I saw from Denver. And it feels like I want to be a week early on Tua because he's about to bump, bounce, bounce into the 6,000 range possibly, and mm-hmm. I want to be a week early on that one, and this one might be the week. It could be. The the thing that worries me is obviously the, the point total. Uh, right now it's one of the lower ones on the slate at 45-and-a-half. Uh, plus you're, you're going to Denver. you got to worry about the altitude in addition to the weather. Uh, doesn't look too terrible right now. Looks like a high of 44 uh, winds around seven miles per hour, which isn't going to be too bad. Uh, but it's just that that low total means something. It could all be Miami. Uh, so that, that could definitely be a case where Miami's putting up the majority of those points. Um, I'd just rather get my quarterbacks from, from higher total games uh, when I'm playing myself. 
I can understand that. Let's go now. Carson Wentz all the way down to Baker Mayfield at 5,400. Okay, at 5,400. And I, I don't know which one you would like out of this. I know you like your guy, Phillip Rivers, but boy, it, it, that one could be a shootout, right? And especially yeah. if Jahir Alexander is not in the game. And I think Kevin King for the Green Bay Packers were a little, was a little bit banged up last week as well. So it seems like Phillip Rivers might have a very safe floor in this game. Yeah, they were both out. Kevin King and Jahir Alexander missed uh, the last game against Jacksonville. Uh, obviously, the win played a part of that, so that won't be the case um, inside Lucas Oil. So I, I do like Rivers uh, this week at 5,600, um, and I like Burrow. So out of this four, I like the two in the middle. I like Joe Burrow going to Washington. 5,500, really good price range for Burrow. Uh, Lois, he's been in a few weeks. Um, he's definitely capable of, of paying that off just given the, the passing attempts. Uh, that he's getting Cincinnati. So Rivers and Burrow are the two I like in that range. I'd probably lean Rivers, uh, given they're playing indoors, as well as they have the higher total right now. Well, you better take Rivers, because Burrow is off limits. Burrow is all mine, buddy. I don't <laughs> care that he's only put up 12, 12 DraftKings points. I don't care if he's only put up 19 DraftKings points in his last two contests. Mm-hmm. I don't care. This one's going to be a shootout between uh, Cincinnati and Washington. Alex Smith is putting up three, 400 yards per game. And this is Joe Burrow. I mean, this is just perfect for Joe Burrow in his wheelhouse right here. At 5,500, I think he pays off easily. We could be looking at a 30-plus point uh, DraftKings day for him, I think, against the Washington Redskins. Yeah, I feel like this total is a little too low um, to start. I got it at 46.5. I expect that to climb by Sunday because I agree. Uh, this has sneaky shootout potential. Uh, temperature's around 60 right now. Not much wind. Uh, so it definitely could, could turn into a shootout there in Washington. Yeah, I definitely think so as well. All right, so I I tweeted at you. I tweeted at you, texted you. I I think I tweeted at you that I found at least four people that I would start on my DK lineup from the the Baker Mayfield category down, you know, from like 5,400 down, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so let's take turns, and we'll see who runs out first. Uh, I'll let you draft first whatever quarterback you want because I have. I have plenty down here in this bottom tier, my friend. So you go right ahead, and, and you be, had the first pick at this bottom tier. And you said Baker Mayfield down. Yeah. Well, I'm taking the guy you just talked about. That's Alex Smith, uh, 5,300 would be my, my first pick on the board. Uh, why? Well, he's just he's, he's throwing the ball. If you look at it, his past couple of games, they've been behind. Uh, but he went from 32 attempts up to 55 attempts. Uh, he's been pretty accurate his whole career. He's never been flashy. Uh, which is, I think is why he left Kansas City. And obviously he doesn't have the, the the scrambling upside that he used to do after the surgery. But he does a lot of safe passes. He he does it to McKissick out of the backfield. Uh, he targets McLaurin, uh, your guy Logan Thomas. So just a lot of safe targets. Um, he's going to air it out. Cincinnati's defense, you know, 23rd against the pass. Uh, again, I expect this game to be higher than the total says. Uh, so those are reasons that I like Alex Smith this week. Yeah, I like him too. He stopped throwing those interceptions. Now if he could just find touchdowns, that'd be really helpful for DraftKings. Yeah. If he could he had 32 attempts in that first week, and that's where he had those three interceptions. He had 55 attempts last week against the Lions for 390 yards, my friend. 19 DraftKings points. And if he could have just found the end zone on one of those pass attempts, just think of how high that total could have been. And I, I think he just missed a couple of them is what I what I heard. I didn't get to watch that game back. I didn't have to watch it. 390 yards. I don't have time to watch 390 yards. Up and down the field. Buffalo, though, I think Buffalo is trying to get Josh Allen that MVP award. 
And I think Ron Revere is trying to make sure that Alex Smith gets that comeback player of the year award by letting him throw it that many times, man. So I, I like Alex Smith. I mean, regardless of what he does, he should get it by default just from what he's overcome. Uh, but definitely uh, over 300 yards, back-to-back weeks, looking great. And I hope he keeps playing well because I'm pulling for him. Has Dallas named a starter yet? Because if they don't name Andy Dalton, I will take Gilbert as my next one. My or is it, that his name? Gilbert Gibbert? Yeah, Gilbert yeah. Gilbert? Yeah, Garrett Gilbert, uh Cleveland Brown legend. Uh but <laughs> I know Dalton's back at practice, but no, they haven't named a starter yet this week. They can't put Dalton back there again, right? I mean the the, the team showed life with Gilbert, didn't they? Uh, I mean it's Jerry Jones, so <laughs> you never know what he's gonna do. Uh, I think he ultimately calls the shots and I, I mean Dalton was brought out there for a reason. He's really had what a game and a half when you look at the the Arizona and then the the Washington game where he got knocked out with a concussion, even though he looked bad that first half. So uh, you think they would go to Gilbert, but again, you can't put anything past the Cowboys these days. Okay. All right. Well, if if so, I'll take Gilbert then as one of my picks that I can roll with. I just think that the Minnesota secondary and yes, they they've come out a lot stronger. I, I don't know if the bears made them look good or if they made the bears look bad. But I will say that the Bears made them look good because that team right now is just a train wreck. And, and uh, they really miss David Montgomery. That's I'm, that's tongue-in-cheek. That's tongue-in-cheek, Pierre. I'm just so, I'm so frustrated by my Bears. <laughs> they miss a whole offense. They miss a line. They miss Tariq Cohen. They miss the, the previous coach. Who, I don't even know who the coach was before Nagy at this time. John Fox, I Was think. I, I don't, I've lost track. I've lost I track. Sure him or Tretzman, I couldn't keep track, but yeah, yeah, it's a train wreck here for sure. I think yeah. Foles, I know he – I felt bad. I thought I was really hurt, but it sounded like it wasn't serious. He, he may have just been like, get me out of here. Get me out of this game. Cart but, me off. Put me out of my misery. I wouldn't mind trying to build a lineup around Gilbert. I'm not going to build it around Dalton. I could try and build a lineup around Gilbert. Uh, all he does is need about, what, 15 DraftKings points, and I think I could get that once or twice for him because really, he was really finding his receivers a week off, a uh, bye week, and find some more practice time with those number one receivers, and mm-hmm. I just liked how it looked. So I could try and take a build a lineup around there. Do you have another pick? Well, I guess it really would depend um, on a couple of news for one. Uh, so if, if Teddy Bridgewater's uh, ruled out, I think you can definitely look at P.J. Walker uh, down at 4,800 against Detroit. Uh, got a lot of his fame out of the, the XFL, uh, how he played the base, basically before that got shut down before COVID. Um, but I remember he's actually been on the coach practice squad for, for multiple years. And uh, he wasn't great in the preseason, but he definitely looked better in the XFL. Uh, he has weapons there, obviously, with, with Robbie Anderson, D.J. Moore, uh, had a breakout game that we kind of spoke to, Curtis Samuel. Uh, McCaffrey's questionable, but if not, you still got Mike Davis. So I, I feel like he has some weapons around him at 4,800. Uh, he could do some damage if Teddy Bridgewater's ruled out. I agree with you. Maybe there. I don't know. I, when I when he came into the game, I don't know if it was just a lost cause at that point. It just didn't look very impressive, and it was mop-up time. But I So I, I can't make a good on him. Taysom Hill is one guy at 4,800 that I'd like mm-hmm. to take a chance on just because he's kind of a running back in that situation as well. And you know, you know how I am. YOLO, yeah. you know, YOLO. <laughs> Why not try to build yeah. one around Taysom Hill? Uh, you could find a couple of weapons there for him to be able to put that around. And I, I just, I just like that. I think I could go with Taysom Hill this week. Yeah, if he starts, he's definitely in play for sure with the rushing, rushing upside alone. Um, he can get you, you know, a rushing touchdown and, you know, 40, 50 yards. It's going to pay off that 4,800. 
Uh, so that's definitely news to watch. But I'm kind of sad and kind of depressed, Wes, because you mm-hmm. you skipped Joe Flacco. Um, how he's not your top pick? I don't I don't understand what's going on. I don't know if you're not feeling well, if you're under the weather, but you skipped him multiple times. You you skipped smoking Joe. What's going on? Well, I, we were doing a draft, so I wanted to take Tyson Hill, and I don't think that you'll take Joe Flacco. So when you said, well, that's all I got, then I was going to say, Joe Flacco, you know. <laughs> yeah, you threw me off. You went Gilbert, then you went down to, to Tyson Hill. I'm like, hold on, you missed your guy right there in the middle of 5K, smoking Joe. No, and, and, uh, yeah, Taysom Hill, though, if you think about him, he's had 10 fa- DraftKings points two weeks ago and then 15 almost uh, three weeks ago against Chicago. So he just has an opportunity there in New Orleans to start. And I think he could take advantage. That they paid him $16 million for a reason. All right. So I think he has an opportunity there. But, yes, Joe Flacco in New York, it's it's the Jets' time a year right now they've got nothing to lose right people are playing for contracts people are playing for bonuses Flacco 21 fantasy points I think what two weeks ago whenever Mm -hmm. he started before the bye week so I mean there's no problem there he could pay that off real pretty pretty easy four times the salary last time as well so I think he could do that again this week um that not a real big competition there either against the Chargers They, they they they've been known to let up a few touchdowns through the air yeah, they find a way to lose as well, so keep that in mind as well. I, I don't play Joe Flacco, but uh, he did look well. He 5K, worth a shot. He's, his weapons may get healthier, like with Crowder was coming back, and you know he's got Perryman, who he had a really good connection with, so for sure, 5K, that could be a possibility. Yeah, just he can pay off real easy. He can Four times the value opens up a lot of different things. And like you said, they have a possibility for stacks there with Perryman and with Crowder. If Crowder plays as well, I think you got to always take that as a game-time decision. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, let's jump over to wide receivers. I think we've exhausted the all the – when you start getting down to that 4,000 range and I'm finding people to play, <laughs> I, you've exhausted quarterbacks at that point. Let's look over here, though, at wide receivers. And, of course, Devontae Adams at 8,600 leads off the club. And you can't say you blame him. That guy is just a machine. You know, he has had and, – and I wondered whether or not he could pay off an $8,600 price point. You know, he has scored over 40 DraftKings points twice, 30 yeah. DraftKings points twice. C- can he do it again this week against Indiana- Indianapolis? Well, I hope not. But the the answer is yes. Um, he actually could have done it last week. So he had a – Couple drops that are really not like him. I want to say three or four uh, drops when we were watching that game. Uh, he also had a costly fumble uh, down in the the red zone for the Jags. So he 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 could have had a, a lot bigger game and been closer uh, to that three times value that we're looking for. But it's definitely a case. He's familiar with Xavier Rhodes from the Vikings days, so I expect him to to put up his numbers. I know Alan Lazard's coming back this week, um, so he may take a target or two. Uh, away from Devontae, but that's still who Rodgers leans on, and he definitely can can easily pay off this price tag with the targets he gets in his catch radius. Yeah, double-digit targets every game that he's been healthy in. So, I mean, that, that's just, it's all, the opportunity's always there. Let's take this tier all the way down to Ridley at 7,000, and let me ask you these questions. Take Michael Thomas out of the equation, okay? Because okay. uh, I want to ask you who you think the biggest flop is going to be out of this tier this week, and you can't say Michael Thomas. Biggest flop, can't say Michael Thomas. Probably wasn't going to say Michael Thomas. Um, I'd probably say Julio. Um, a lot of that's going to depend on Ridley uh, if he's ruled in or ruled out or not. But if he's ruled out, then I do like Marshawn Lattimore as a cornerback. I know folks say, oh, if they're tough matchups, and I get that. But if they do have a pretty top corner, 
uh, across from them, which I feel like Marshawn Lattimore is, uh, then I expect him to kind of be limited. I don't know if he could ever flop uh, just because of the, the targets that Matt Ryan usually sends his way. Uh, but out of that list, it, it'd probably be Julio. Um, I expect A.J. Brown was, was who I was leaning, but he had such a bad game against the Coats uh, last week that I expect him to have a bounce back one this week. Okay, all right. Yep. Juice is not the juice of uh, old, anyway. Julio isn't. Uh, who, what about the biggest success? Who do you think the biggest success will be? Uh, that same range? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, safe, safe to say Keenan Allen, but I'm actually going to say uh, Michael Thomas. I think okay. he's gonna gonna have a bounce back week. Wow. Uh, Falcons defense has struggled. Uh, he's been off the radar, but he's went from six targets to seven targets. He may get up to eight or nine. Uh, you're looking at now uh, a Jameis uh, Taysom Hill potentially at quarterback. So most guys that are new into the the game uh, coming off the bench try to target their their main weapons. Uh, so I expect him to see an uptick in targets, regardless of who's at quarterback, and he should be able to feast against the Falcons secondary. Very good. I, if you say so, I'm not going to trust Michael Thomas this week. That's why I threw him out of the equation. Don't you want to know who from the Devontae Adams to Calvin Ridley uh, a tier that who my who my suggestion might be for, as a business? Absolutely, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. No, he's underneath Calvin Ridley. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will take the uh, University of Alabama guy. How about that? There's a couple of me. Yes. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't I don't know. I don't really like any of these guys and simply because uh Devontae Adams is going against that Colt defense and I just I don't want anybody going against that Colt defense to pay off these price points at eighty six hundred. You know, I think that he's gonna be widely owned, so maybe you do have to take him in some of those formats uh, like the cash games or something like that or the 50-50s you got to take him in something like that just so you're not being left out in the dust but I'm not sure that I like any of these guys too much like I said that 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 uh, jet jet defense just kind of scares me sometimes but I I guess Keenan Allen would be my guy here but let's start off the next here Terry McLaurin starts us off and it goes all the way down to Jamison Crowder I think at 6100 I, I here's here's the thing that jumped out at me with this one. What's that? Why? And I guess they would have felt silly in doing so, putting all three Pittsburgh receivers into this tier because Deontay Johnson is down at the fifty nine hundred range. But couldn't you put all three of these guys in this six thousand dollar range? Listen, listen to this. I will move them, but I will go ahead and sound silly for DraftKings. I will move Deontay Johnson into this tier. Juju Smith Schuster at sixty four hundred against mm-hmm. Tennessee. He had 17 and a half DraftKings points on 14 <laughs> targets. Baltimore, 13, 13 uh, DK points, eight targets. Uh, the, who was that? Dallas, 21 yep. points. Cincinnati, 22 points, seven and 13 targets. Listen to Claypool. Okay, he got hurt that one game. 14 points, 15 points, 21 points, nine, 13, 10 targets. Listen to what DJ had, 29 points, 14 points, 26 points. 15, 10, and 11 targets, Pierre. We yeah. can't go wrong in picking a Pittsburgh receiver. If we, we should pick them all. We should pick all three. It would work out for you last week. They all got 20-plus, and it's a good problem to have for Roethlisberger, and that's probably why they're they're starting to, to throw the ball more um, and kind of not phase Connor out but not give him the, the workload or, or touches that he was getting early. So for sure, you could play all three, and, and again, it could work out. Uh, you could run someone back like a shark. Uh, for sure, if you want to go with Roethlisberger, who I knew you liked in that higher tier, but yeah, all three of them are in play pretty much week in, week out, as long as there's no there's no injuries. There, there's not enough 
wide receiver DraftKings slots for me with this tier, Pierre. I like all of them, all of them this week. Uh, the only one I may want to stay away from would be maybe a Will Fuller. Yeah, um, you got to watch the the Gilmore news. If Stephen Gilmore's back, you probably don't want to play Fuller because he'll probably shadow him. Uh, but if he's out, and you can you can definitely play every single one of these folks, including Crowder. I mean, you can play Crowder. I know we're we're not talking about him. Uh, but he gets the targets there in, in New York against the Chargers uh, out of the slot. They, it's kind of a safe position uh, in that Jets offense. So for sure, you could actually play Crowder as well. So really good price range to be in this week. Yeah, definitely. Right there is the sweet spot, it seems like, for DraftKings. Okay, uh, Robbie Robbie Anderson starts off our next one at 6,100, all the way down to Tyler Boyd at 5,600 here. I'd... I, 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 let me just let you pick one of these guys. Just pick one of these guys that you like, and don't pick Deontay Johnson at fifty nine hundred because he. We got to throw him out because he belongs in the sixth range. Deontay Johnson is definitely my favorite in this group. Yeah, um, I probably go with Jefferson uh, against the Cowboys right there at six K. Uh, really good game against your Bears last night. You know, eight catches, one hundred thirty five yards, uh, ten targets. Uh, they may not have to throw it as much against Dallas, depending on how that gameplay goes. But in this price range, that's be where I'd start. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 6K. Okay, I could see that definitely just because it is against that Dallas uh, secondary, which doesn't seem to be very impressive. Do we have any news on Galladay? Is he ever going to come back? Uh, no news yet. Uh, still dealing with the hip. Uh, again, you want to kind of watch the, the practice situation and see if he can get in some practices this week. Um, but so far, uh, that's not going to start until tomorrow. So we'll have to wait and see, uh, what happens on that practice report. Okay. All right. Well, that's fine. If we, if we keep going down here into this tier, uh, let's go down just a little bit further and pick me a guy from any, anywhere from that next little spot, all the way down to like Jarvis Landry. Let's, let's stop at MJJ, Marvin Jones Jr. All right. So in this spot, Hmm, I probably go. I probably go with Tyler Boyd um, going up against the, the Washington football team. Uh, was a T Higgins week last week, but you know Boyd still got eight targets. Uh, he's now a couple hundred dollars less than T Higgins. Uh, still one of the top targets for Burrow. I know we kind of talked earlier, uh, thinking that game could turn into a shootout. Um, so in that next range, I would go with Tyler Boyd, fifty-six hundred out of the slot against the Washington football team. That's a great pick. T. Higgins uh, is going to have that tough matchup with any of those outside corners, Fuller or Darby, this week, where Tyler Boyd should be able to feast all day long against a dude named Jimmy Moreland, and Tyler Boyd only at 5,600. It's kind of disrespectful that Tyler Boyd is uh, less priced than T. Higgins. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it seems wrong. It, it it is, Tyler Boyd. That recency bias, you know, you just mm-hmm. saw what Higgins has done, and, you know, that's what, that's what jumps him. He jumps him right there, you know, nine targets. Uh, he had the big 26 and a half point game against the Steelers. So, you know, Boyd didn't have that big of a game. Now, now Higgins is more expensive. Um, poor AJ Green's down in the basement because he's not doing anything. So that's just how the pricey works. Well, and that, I was going to, I was just going to say it. it was on the tip of my tongue and I had it written down right below Tyler Boyd. Uh, Auden Tate is the, is the, is the guy on the tip of my tongue right now. And, and he's, he's my Chris Conley. <laughs> Right now is what he is, okay? And Chris Conley saw eight targets last week, again, for the second week in a row. And Auden Tate, I don't think he had eight targets, but last week was a strange week. They, you know, they were playing in that weather and everything uh, in Pittsburgh, so I think that he only had four targets. But the week before, he had seven catches on seven targets or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where I think I said to you last week that A.J. Green, he, he's not going to keep playing all year long. 
for Cincinnati. It's just not going to happen. And Auden Tate can come in there and just take over that wide receiving core a little bit, be a great complimentary piece with all three of those guys instead of A.J. Green kind of limping around out there, not being the A.J. Green of old out there. So I think that he could really be a complimentary piece, and those Cincinnati Bengal receivers can be ones to own for the rest of the season. Yeah, I was surprised they didn't trade A.J. Green, but the the thing is, is he's still he's still on the field. So you, you look at last week alone, he still had 83% of the snaps, uh, which was second actually behind Higgins, where Boyd only had 80, Alden Tate only had 18% of the snaps last week. Week before that, 85. Week before that, 87. So A.J. Green's still on the field, uh, whereas Alden Tate, you know, had 845 and then down to 18. Uh, so if you're looking for field snap counts, uh, Green's out there. He's not getting the targets now because most of those are, are going to Boyd and Higgins. Uh, but I wouldn't just discount A.J. Green because he's on the field, and when you're on the field, you know, balls your way. Obviously, you've never had A.J. Green on your fantasy team putting up zero <laughs> points and burning you each and every week at the end of the year, and then somebody picking up Auden Tate and Auden Tate going crazy and winning the league for him. You've never had that happen to you. Peter. I haven't played A.J. Green in years. Uh, he's been so injury-prone, I just haven't been able to do it. And uh, He's been pretty much healthy. I know he's missed, I think, one week, I want to say, uh, right around he's week five. He, he had like a 42% snap rate. He left that game early, but he's out there on the field. He's just, he's just not the A.J. Green we've all come to grown to love over the years. Yeah, I did. Look, I, you know how I am with conspiracy theories. He's trying to get released. Okay. You can put him out there 80% of the snaps and he doesn't <laughs> catch a ball. He's, he's wanting to get released. All right. Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry starts off our next one, I believe at 5,500 and Jarvis Landry, if he does not coming out of his shell this week, you can just give up on him on redrafts. I'm not, you can't play him in fantasy at, or, or at least uh, in DraftKings this week at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think anymore. And let's take that all the way down to CD lamb. Okay. Uh, tell me who you like out of that group. Yeah. So out of this group, I probably go um, to Jerry Judy at 5,300. I do like the Dolphins defense a lot, but he, he's starting to get, you know, plenty of targets, 10, 14 and eight. Uh, Drew Locke, I know he's questionable now, so that's something to watch uh, if he's ruled out. But I, I do like Jerry Judy in this range at 5,300, even against the Dolphins. Uh, that'd probably be the route I'd go out of these guys. All right. Now, I like Brandon Cooks, and I know he's got that New England matchup, but he mm-hmm. keeps seeing that target. He keeps seeing the vo- of, of volume there. I think you can get three times his uh, dollars out of this out of this matchup right here against the New England Patriots. Uh, next one, I, I guess, I don't know, as you keep going down here and further and further down our little wide receiver tier, it, there's one guy that really jumps out at me after Emmanuel Sanders, and I, I don't think you can play Emmanuel Sanders this week, not knowing who in the world he'd be throwing the ball to him. Uh, Jacoby Myers starts off that next year at 4,900. Pierre, do you like J- uh, Jacoby Myers this week? I do. Um, he's definitely uh, been a, a major target of, of Cam Newton. Uh, obviously, Edelman went down. He's on the IR. Uh, Nikhil Harry was out. I know he's back now, but Jacoby Myers has kind of taken that role. He even threw a, a pretty pass uh, himself. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's got a little arm on him also. So he's definitely the, the main target getter uh, with the Patriots. And 4900 still seems way too cheap. Actually went down 200 uh, from when they played Baltimore. So uh, Jacoby Myers, 4900 definitely a good pick this week uh, against the Texans. He really gets shredded <laughs> when it yeah. comes to the, their, their, their secondary. 
Yeah, he will have that tough matchup with uh, with with Robbie there or Roby in Houston. He's their best cornerback, but I still don't think it's enough to stop him from paying off that price point. Uh, Curtis Samuel, of course, has been tearing up the league. He's at forty seven hundred, and they may look to do a little bit of different like wildcat things or just who knows how they might get him involved. He seems to be that Swiss Army knife especially if they're down a couple of players on the offensive side of things. So Curtis Samuel might be one of those guys to target in. Who else are you looking at this week? Um, so I like the Colts guys down here. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, stands out at 4,500. Uh, kind of had his coming out party Thursday night against the Titans. Uh, he kind of looked like Rivers uh, Vincent Jackson. I don't know if you remember Vincent Jackson back in the day, but it kind of reminded me of that connection when they were younger with Rivers and Vincent Jackson. Uh, had seven for 101. Uh, going into, you know, the the big game against the Packers. Uh, could have both the cornerbacks out, so Michael Pittman could definitely pay off that price range, uh, $4,500, as well as the other coats. Uh, I can't quit him. I can't quit him, Wes. I'm, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I can't quit T.Y. Hilton, uh, 4200 super, super cheap. Uh, I know he's, he's, he's not getting the targets I want him to get, but I still feel like that big game's in there somewhere. Uh, watching the game, he's still getting a lot of attention. Uh, from the defenders, uh, he's he's he definitely sets himself apart on the field. And the Colts are a different team when he's not out there uh, just because of the attention that he draws. Uh, so if he can get out there, if he can get healthy, if there's no Jahir Alexander, uh, 4200 for for Rivers, I feel like it's a good price. And I really like the Colts there just in general. Um, I know I went past him, but watch the Packers situation. Alan Lazard should be back. Uh, MVS, uh, Valdez Cantley has come off two big games. Uh, really, they're a deep threat, but uh, Alan Lazard, I feel, is the better uh, receiver out of the group and really the right receiver, too, there in Green Bay. Uh, if you do have Rose and some double coverage on Devontae Adams, it actually may open things up for Alan Lazard at 4,600. Again, I like this game because of the point total and the fact that they're indoors. Yeah, I could see that. Perryman's down here at 4,300 as well. We know that he had that big game a couple of weeks ago before the bye, so i got to mention his name. Keelan Cole, of course, had a big week last week. I I, I want to say he didn't have enough targets for me to justify trying to take another chance on him, especially in Pittsburgh this week. And when I look at those Dallas receivers, Michael Gallup is down here at 3,700. That seems like a really good play uh, as well because all it takes is one big one for him to to go off and – I know he he had seven targets that last week whenever Gilbert was in there being the quarterback. So Gilbert was obviously looking for him. He had 12 targets the week before that. So it really seems like a really cheap place for Michael Gallup as well. Um, look, at, look at this one. Did you scroll down enough to see A.J. Green? 3,600. 3, Isn't that something? It is. And I know I know you're not a big fan of – think he's trying to get his way out but that's the kind of play you can look at uh he's had two bad games in a row uh, but he still had what five five targets uh, the mm-hmm. last few weeks uh, that he's played and before that he had 13 and 11 so 3600 really cheap for aj green again he's on the field 80 plus percent of the time uh if he can get a touchdown he's going to pay that off uh pretty easily i feel uh so definitely don't just discounting uh 3600 i don't mind aj green there actually a couple guys down here in the cheat range that you could take a flyer on Jakeem Grant uh, there in Miami, 3,500, uh, had four for 43 in a touchdown uh, last week against the Chargers. Uh, could go back to him there against Denver. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the news on Preston Williams. I believe he's still out. Yeah. Um, so Jakeem Grant, still a good play there at 3,500 as well. 
Yeah, Denzel Mims at 3,300 had eight targets well, a week before the bye whenever Flacco was back in there. So obviously somebody's caught their eye there. And, and I, I know that they're going against the Chargers. But once again, the char- anybody could be beat with Mims and with Perriman going around in there and Crowder yeah. going around down low. So 3,300 is really a cheap price point. He had 10 fantasy points or DraftKings points that week before. You know, I'm, I am a uh, Baltimore receiver as well. You are? You know, oh, yes, I am. Do you know which one? <laughs> I don't. Who's that? Go ahead. Keep scrolling down there. Are you Keep on your DraftKings thing? I am. I am. Baltimore receiver. You know Lamar yeah. Jackson's the quarterback there, right? I, I do know, but there's one that, that I'm just I'm, – he, he's dude. coming back, I think, this week from IR. So can you see who it is? I don't see. Is it Devin Dumeray? No, 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 no. It's going to jump out at you, and you're just going to love this one. Baltimore. It's not jumping out. You're going to have to jump out at me. It's A. Wesley. Do you see him there? <laughs> it's He's A. Wesley. I promise. <laughs> Antoine Wesley. Okay. It's, but it says A. Wesley on DraftKings. You can go ahead and put him in there as confident. You've confidently put him in there. He's he's going to pay off there. I thought that run. was like a Madden creative player or something. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Okay. <laughs> I hope. Pierre, I want everybody to make sure they're having a good time with us too on the dfs streamers you can find me over on twitter at loafing it on twitter and don't forget to follow pierre as well at pwe31 on twitter you can also follow the show and everything going on with the show at fi today with a little underscore there and all the different hosts all the different co-hosts for the podcast are listed right there below in the bio head over to anchor fm as well make sure you subscribe to the fantasy impact today network where you can catch all the different podcasts coming through to your podcast player loud and clear each and every week. All right. So make sure you do that. Don't forget to subscribe, like, hit the stars, all those, all those things. And and Pierre, I don't know if we have to do this this week or if we can go to the dentist and just get a tooth pulled because I don't know that I want to play any tight end this week anymore. I almost feel like I want to scroll to the bottom like I do with my defenses and try and scroll up to the top to see which cheapest play I can just not waste the money on. Okay. That's, that's what I want to try and do with my tight end situation because none of them seem to have paid off last week. Yeah, last week was ugly. It was real ugly. Um, I know a lot of folks were on Goddard. He didn't do much. He got like seven. Evan Ingram got like three, which was even worse. I want to say the safest bet was probably uh, Logan Thomas. He got like 10 out of that Washington game. So really, really ugly at tight end. It doesn't get much better. A lot of those same guys are in. Uh, you got Kelsey on Sunday night, so you don't get to play that. Um, to start off, I probably would still look at Mark Andrews. Uh, I feel like he's still in a pretty good spot. Plus the Ravens lost their, their secondary tight end and Nick Boyle. Uh, he got hurt in that Patriots game, got carted off. So Mark Andrews, 4,900, uh, same price as he was last week. Uh, could definitely pay off uh, against the Titans. Uh, I like Hayden Hurst as well. Um, Falcons were on a buy, so we didn't get him. But if Ridley's still out, uh, he's at 7-7 seven, seven and 8 targets. Uh, 4,400 against the Saints team that's really struggled against the tight end this year. Uh, you could definitely play Hayden Hurst. Again, mostly if Ridley's out, uh, he could definitely be in play at 4,400. Yeah, and I don't mind Hunter Henry as well. He's just seen the volume there that we want to find for the DraftKings, and he found the end zone last week, which yeah. was good. And and so if he finds that end zone again last week, he had 13 DraftKings points, so he was able to pay off for you at that $4,100 price range, mm-hmm. and he might be able to do that again at $4,600. I'm, I'm really starting to look like, hey, you got you, – 
it, you got to look at one of those top tiered tight ends in order for it to pay off, or you just need to go all the way down to the bottom to try to find one. And I'm not sure that either of those options are really good this week, just to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> because I, I mean, this is what I did. I had a game plan. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to draft anybody but Kelsey anymore. That's just, that's going to be my tight end. And I went to DraftKings and I said, he's not on here. And then I said, All right, well, Gronk has got a really good matchup. So I'm drafting Gronk this week and I don't care what his price is. And I went, he's not on there either. So I was just really in trouble. Uh, they need to get rid of it like the, the kicker. Just give us more flex or something. But uh, we do got some interesting options. Guys that busted last week. Uh, again, Austin Hooper. Uh, he could definitely be back in play. Uh, hopefully the wind's not as bad this, this week in Cleveland. Uh, right now it's showing about 17 miles an hour, uh, which isn't the 40 or so that we were facing last week. But uh, that's, again, something to, to monitor when it comes to the wind because he's still at the same price, 3900 Dallas Goddard's actually down uh, $400 at 3800 uh, He did get six targets, but he only had that for 4 to 33 So you could go back to the well there uh, after he disappointed everyone. Um, keep an eye on Zach Ertz. Uh, so he's eligible to be activated uh, and play this week himself uh, off the IR. Um, I know he's coming off an ankle injury, so that's that's something to monitor, obviously, because you, you never know how he's going to be able to cut and run out of his routes. But 3700 probably one of the cheaper prices you're going to get from, from Zach Ertz. Uh, the Eagles definitely need a spark uh, just based off how they played uh, the last few weeks. So uh, definitely can pay attention, look at the practice, look at the logs, see if Zach Ertz uh, gets activated at 3,700. And then the safe route seems to be Logan Thomas. Uh, he's 3,300, same price as last week. Uh, seen six targets back-to-back weeks with Alex Smith. If he can turn one of those into a touchdown, similar to Hunter Henry, uh, he can definitely pay off that $3,300 price range. And he did last week, even without a touchdown, going for four and 66. Yeah, Richard Rodgers was another game, a name I was kind of looking at at that $3,500 price range if Sackers doesn't come back. He had five targets last week and some catches as well. So that wasn't too bad of a fantasy spot for him last week. And so I, I liked it. And uh, they do have a pretty good matchup as far as tight ends go. Uh, Cleveland has always given up a touchdown to a tight end over the last several years, it feels like. And on, 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 now I'm going to say this. This is a weird one, and this is going to be a contrarian play. Because he hasn't seen a lot of targets as of late, and he hasn't found the end zone really since that first time. But Tonian has got a great matchup against the Indianapolis Colts this week. And I know he's 3,200, and he hasn't put up the fantasy numbers, but we've seen it happen to him before. And if the Colts try to take away a Devontae Adams and try mm-hmm. to take away an Aaron Jones, that may mean that it's Tonian's season. And uh, he only got he got four targets last week, only one target the week before. I think he was a little bit banged up. But three weeks ago, he had seven targets. Pierre. And so I'm, I'm kind of looking at it, Tony, and I just wish it wasn't 3,200. I wish it was like 2,200, you know? Yeah, I'm, I can't say I'm on, I'm on Tonyan. Uh Obviously, I'm a, a Coats fan, so I watch. And the reason that that red number twos uh, by him is because mm-hmm. uh, Darius Leonard's usually the one that they got to deal with uh, from a linebacker core uh, when it comes to tight ends. If he's not blitzing, he's dropping in coverage. And uh, he's he's athletic enough. He's tough enough to, to really track down those tight ends. So I probably wouldn't play Tunyon uh, just based off the Darius Leonard factor, uh, but you never know. Rodgers is a different guy. He He's capable of getting his guys open with his arm, uh, but I probably wouldn't play Tunyon myself. 
Okay. Well, we will just well when when he scores a touchdown Sunday, you could just t- you could just tweet at me. Well, you won't be able to do that because if he scores a touchdown, your wife will take your your phone and just be celebrating with it, texting all kinds of people saying, "I told you, I told you, I told you." Uh, uh, probably thrown across the room, so neither one of you have it. <laughs> that may be. Uh, you know who else surprised me this week was Kyle Rudolph was very involved with the game. Mm-hmm. I know Irv, Irv Smith Jr. is listed as questionable. I'm not sure. That it'll come back or not. He probably will at this point because there'll be a, a long resting time there in between injuries. But uh, Kyle Rudolph really started to look good in that Chicago game. Yeah, he, he was getting there. He had the, the fumble early on, but after that, you know, he turned it into four for 63. Uh, he, he came up a couple hundred dollars himself to, to 3,200. Again, you do want to watch that Irv Smith news. I know he had the groin, uh, so that's something to monitor with him. But, you know, old man Rudolph's out there. Kind of remind me of Jason Witten the way he was trying to run around there, but he is making it happen, and against the Dallas Cowboys, speaking of Witten, uh, his former team, so definitely can look at him at 3,200 for sure. Uh, Trey Burton, uh, really the Colts in general, you want to watch this. Uh, I know Jack Doyle's out. He's well, he's not ruled out, but he had a concussion. He's still in the concussion protocol, uh, so he's questionable if he is ruled out. Uh, good prices for, for Trey Burton and, and Mo Alley-Cox. Uh, not sure which one will do anything, but... That's someone you could take a risk on at 3,100 and 2,900, respectfully, if Jack Doyle's ruled out again due to the concussion. Yeah, I was thinking of Mo Alley-Cox myself. I don't know why that name was popping in my head this week. It may be a premonition, but I don't know if I need <laughs> to trust my premonitions or not. Uh, my premonitions are week off, so next week, I, well, who did we say last week? Oh, that's who we need to play. Whoever I said the last week. Oh, Pierre, that's what I need to do. Is I need to start one of these sheets of paper on the, the names that I have those thoughts on that yeah. end up having a week. That's what I need to do. That's what I need to do. Those will be money plays. Hey, let's do, slip over here to the defensive side of the board, okay? okay. Um, and, and let's look at this. And we usually start off at the bottom and work our way up to the top. I think injuries are going to have a lot to do with who we end up playing because there might be some starting quarterbacks whose names are changed as the week goes on. So that could really change some things up here. Who are you looking at? Maybe that could be a really good value play. Yeah, for, from a value standpoint, I know we like Alex Smith, but um, I don't mind the Bengals at 2,300. Uh, Christ tag, they haven't, they haven't been great from a defensive standpoint, but Alex Smith really isn't able to, to scramble and get out. So teams are able to get sacks. I know the, the Lions themselves got a couple sacks on him last week. Uh, so you can look at that uh, when it comes to the Bengals. Uh, again, really cheap price. You can get them in at 2300 uh, can open up the gates to a lot of other higher higher dollar plays at other positions. I don't mind the Browns um, at 3K uh, going up against the Eagles. Uh, Wentz hasn't looked great. He's still not planting. Uh, for some reason, he's not driving through his legs. He's kind of just throwing with his upper body. Uh, so I really think you can play both those defenses in this game uh, when it comes to the Eagles at 2800 and then the Browns are at 3K. Uh, who else is cheap down in this range? Uh, look, I'm looking at Tennessee as well. Uh, they've had 10 days, I believe, to prepare for Baltimore. And their backs are, uh, are up against the wall. They, they need a win. They've lost a couple of games. They haven't looked good in doing so. And I know Baltimore's defense is going to be real, real strong and proud. Both of these teams like to run the football a lot. Mm-hmm. So this is going to keep the price score really down low. And I think that Lamar Jackson, if he is forced to throw the ball or if he does throw the ball, he can always throw an interception somewhere in there. And and I'm just looking at that Tennessee game as being one that I think that that defense is really going to put in a, up a really strong fight against Baltimore. Yeah, I could see that. My only concern is I, I don't think Baltimore is as bad as they've been the last few weeks. So 
they've lost back to back weeks and I, I feel like they're ready for, you know, a bounce back spot. Um, so well, I guess it's two out of three cause they beat the Colts, but I feel like they're ready to just bounce back and, you know, the upside that Lamar Jackson has, uh, with his legs, uh, sometimes that he doesn't have to throw. Um, so you're not really getting interceptions and you're not getting sacks because he's able to get out of pressure. So that worries me a bit. I know Tennessee played him well, uh, last year. So that's definitely something to look at. Uh, I believe they had, it looks like 14 points, uh, mm-hmm. back last year and I'm in the playoff game. So it's definitely possible, you know, 2,500 is not a lot at all. Um, I'm, I'm just always concerned with the, the Ravens just because you don't really get the, the sack or interception upside uh, that you usually like to get when it comes to, to Lamar Jackson. You can't play scared, Pierre. If you play scared, you get hurt. You, you, <laughs> you gotta, play I mean, you play safe. I'm not playing scared. I'm playing safe. Well, you, you don't even have to play safe when you just play those dime lineups. <laughs> you can do whatever you want to. Bengals against Alex Smith, who can't move at all, or Titans against Lamar Jackson, who's <laughs> one of the best rushing quarterbacks. It really looks, though, if you're going to play it safe, safe, that you can go one, with one of these top defenses because there's so many of them in some mm-hmm. good, juicy matchups this week. Yeah, um, I know the Dolphins, uh, they, their defense has been playing really well. I don't mind them at 3,400. Uh, again, you might not have Drew Locke this game as well. It could be ripping. Uh, so 3,400 is a good price tag to pay up for for the Dolphins. Don't mind the Vikings at 3,300. Uh, they looked a lot better uh, the last couple weeks against the 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 Lions and then the Bears uh, last night. Uh, you don't know who the quarterback's going to be with the Cowboys, but it may not matter. Um, if it's Dalton, then you may for sure uh, yeah. want to go oh, with the yeah. Vikings there at 3,300 for sure. Um, going up top, obviously the Steelers against Lutton in Jacksonville. Uh, if you have the money, you can pay for them at 4,600. I don't mind my coats. I don't like playing against uh, Aaron Rodgers, but 3,100, I feel like we have one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, we can definitely get double digits. Uh, we can get to the quarterback. Uh, we've had a, I want to say we lead or second or lead the league in interceptions this year. Uh, so the Colts, really good price tag. Probably not going to get them so much uh, when it comes to as cheap as they are at 3,100. Uh, so there's someone you can take a shot on as well. Since, uh, Pittsburgh is one of those weird teams that have had really easy matchups this year. It really yeah. seems like when you look at their schedule, they started off the year with the Giants, right? And we were, mm-hmm. remember that Monday night football game? I think that was one of the very first games. <laughs> Boy, that take, take you all the way back to there. Uh, Monday night game. Then the Denver Broncos. That's not tough. The Houston, uh, I want to say Oilers. <laughs> Houston yeah. Texans, the Philadelphia Eagles and all those injuries, mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns, the Tennessee Titans, who's really, you know, I, I know they still have Tannehill and I know there's been some weapons there, but you know, you your whole main focus is to try and take off Derrick Henry. And if you take him out of the game script, then you, you feel like you're doing something really good. Then the mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens, you take away Lamar. They don't have – then the Cowboys and then the Bengals. That's what yeah. they've had. And then this week, they're masked up against the Jaguars. Really soft schedule for the Steelers. Yeah, they're they're beating who's put out in front of them. But uh, it doesn't – I mean, it gets a little tougher. They get the Ravens one more time. Uh, they have Buffalo uh, later on here in a couple weeks. Uh, they have my Coats. Um, as well. So those are really the, the three, I think, that could be the tougher games, I guess, uh, for them. Because uh, after that, uh, they, they got the Washington football team, they had the Bengals, and they had the Browns again. Uh, so Coats, Bills, and Ravens are really the only ones left on their schedule that I think could, could stop the bottoms from being popped down there at Miami for an undefeated season. That being said, if we're looking at three times the value out of all those games that I mentioned, mm-hmm. they only paid off 
one, two, three, four times, maybe three times. I, I scrolled it. It jumped up and down. One, two, three, four times. They've only paid off four times out of that entire time. So beware of those Pittsburgh Steelers at 4,600. Yeah, I agree with them. I mean, they're just safe. So you also look at that. They haven't been lower than what they had two against Tennessee. But I don't know they have been lower than seven. So you get seven from a defense. Yeah, they're, they're pricey, uh, but you're not going to be – you know, dead in the water with seven, and they have that upside to get you the the eighteen that they've gotten as well. Forty six hundred, I could get me two Joe Flacco's for that price. But here, come on, All right. hey, let's two Joe Flacco's made that outscore the Steelers defense. <laughs> hey, let's, hey, come on, man, let's look over here at the running back situation. Okay, we talked about Christian McCaffrey and his possibility of sitting out this game. I think Adam Schefter even said that he wasn't going to play this week earlier mm-hmm. in the in earlier in the week. I, I could be wrong on that. I could have had my weeks confused, but I think that he said that he he has a small chance of missing this week anyway. And once again, that put Mike Davis in a really good spot here against the Detroit Lions. But we can start it off with Christian McCaffrey at 9,400. And number two in the boat is Alvin Kamara, Pierre. And I want to take it all the way down to our $7,000 price range. Nick Chubb, who had a great game last week against those Philadelphia Eagles. Tell me who your favorite running back out of this top tier is. Well, if McCaffrey plays, it's McCaffrey. Um, he started off as doubtful. Uh, he's actually been upgraded to, to questionable. There's a little optimism uh, that he might be able to play. And if he is, uh, you got to play him against the Lions, uh, one of the worst rushing defenses. I think they're the rush, actually the worst um, in the league. We just saw what, what McKissick got in the end zone once. Uh, Antonio Gibson got in there twice. Uh, so McCaffrey at 9,400 would be my, my top play. And if he's out, I go with Dalvin Cook. Um, I know Kamara probably has a better matchup against the Falcons, but uh, he might have some regression because Kamara's actually never scored a, a rushing touchdown against the Falcons in his career so far. But Dalvin Cook's getting all the touches there um, in Minnesota. He's really been the MVP for that team since he's come back. Uh, you look at his touches, you know, he's gotten just rushing attempts alone, 30, 22, and 30 uh, three weeks in a row. He's also involved in the passing game, uh, going up against the Cowboys who – I know it says ninth-ranked defense, but their defense is just trash overall to me. Uh, so I really like Dalvin cooking this range at 9K. You know, the only thing that concerns me there is if Andy Dalton playing that is playing that game in mm-hmm. Dallas or, or for Dallas that uh, on a short week because they just played on Monday night, that Dalvin Cook, this may be a resting situation for him. Oh, uh, just because they may think that they have this one in the bag a little bit, and they may if <laughs> if if the old rifle is playing the game, and they halfway through the third quarter, they may say, Dalvin, you could just sit on the bench. We got this one. Hey, no, no, Madsen, you sit on the bench too. Mike Boone and Abdullah, you're coming in and finishing this game off for us, right? You know, cause, yeah. so I, that's the only thing I look at. It's this is he may not be able to to reach that price point. It's possible, but if they're if they're at that point, then he he could definitely still have a big part of the reason why they're up. Um, he gets a lot of their goal line equity, so I, I definitely still like him. If they're sitting him in the third quarter, he may have a hundred yards and a couple of touchdowns by then. So just keep yeah. that in mind. Miles Sanders is our next one. starts off starts off at sixty nine hundred, mm-hmm. and and little old Wesley just doesn't ever trust Miles Sanders for some reason. I don't know if I've been hit by him with that injury bug. I don't draft him in, in any kind of redraft leagues or anything. And whenever I look at his fantasy points, I'm never that impressed by them. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong in thinking that. This week he's at 6,900. Last week he was at 6,400 against the Giants, and he only had 13.5 DK points. 
and even and he had a big week. He had a big week. He found the end zone. I think they won't give him the ball. Look well, at his touches. True. I don't know why they won't give him the ball. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, they still have Boston Scott, you know, involved, which is perfectly fine. I know he got a touchdown last week, but just looking at his, uh, his rushing attempts, 15, uh, before the injury, 9, 11, 13. You know, he's supposed to be their, their guy this year. He was going first round in a lot of redrafts, early second um, in most of them. He's just not getting the ball. He's not involved in the passing game uh, like he was, you know, at the end of last year. So I'm not sure what's going on with that Eagles offense, but he just needs the ball. I feel like if he had more touches, uh, he could definitely pay off his price tag, but I feel like he's been limited uh, just because he's not getting the touches that he needs to get, uh, especially in the NFC East for as bad as this division is. They should be running away with it, and uh, hopefully he stays healthy and, you know, Peterson starts to come to his senses and actually give Miles Sanders the ball. Yeah, you'd think desperation is going to set in and that he's going to quit leaning on Carson Wentz as much and start leaning a little bit more on that running game, you would think. Mike Davis, of course, we're going to play him at 6,800, I believe, if Christian McCaffrey isn't in the mix at all. But let's start our next tier at Cream Hunt and go down from the 6,700 mark all the way down to, and I can't believe Matson is at 6,200. See, they know something. They know something. <laughs> Don't they? They know something. But let's go down. I, I, we can't. We, Austin Eckler's not coming back this week, so let's just stop at Madsen. Yeah. So in this range, I'll probably be playing DeAndre Swift. Uh, seemed like he was finally handed the keys uh, mm-hmm. last week. Got 16 attempts. Also had five catches on five targets. Uh, had bursts. I mean, he had a bunch of bursts. Uh, I didn't watch too much of that. I have a, the red zone, and it seemed like one of those teams was always in the red zone when it came to Washington or Detroit, and. DeAndre Swift just looked to have a, a lot of burst, a lot of injury, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of injury. Hopefully, they get hurt now that I said that. Um, a lot of energy. So, uh, I like him, 6,400. His price did jump uh, quite a bit, but rightfully so. Uh, he seems to be the, the main guy now. Peterson wasn't getting the touches. Carry on wasn't getting the touches. Uh, 6,400 against Carolina. Again, another one of those poor rushing defenses. Swift at 6,400 is a good play. Yeah, and you say a poor rushing defense. You talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars being one of those teams as well. James Conner's matching up against them. He's not getting a lot of touches. He's not getting a lot of looks, not getting a lot of targets. And maybe the reason why, last two weeks against Dallas and against Cincinnati, mm-hmm. nine rushing attempts for 22 yards, 2.4 average. Yeah. Uh, against Cincinnati, he had a 2.8 average. Against Baltimore, it was a 3.1 average. What's going on? I don't know. It looks really bad, and it could be because of the receivers. I mean, you got to look at the the weapons that Roethlisberger has. Uh, You could really just, I guess, cut away from the running game pretty quickly, uh, get annoyed. If he's not getting yardage, uh, you'd rather just turn to the short passing game uh, versus continuing to hand it off to Connor. Again, this is one of those spots, though, that maybe, you know, you catch everyone being off of him because of, you know, looking at the game logs two bad weeks in a row. Could have a bounce back game against the Jags. I just, I think I prefer Swift for $200 cheaper. Uh, but he's one of those contrarian type picks where everyone's off of him because of recent weeks. Uh, that could pay off if he can kind of find his own form. Why in the world is Matson that highly priced, Pierre? I mean, he's at 6,200. He's at 6,200, man. He my, had two rushing attempts last week against the Bears. Well, my guess is that, so this is the Monday night game, and usually the, the salaries come out. Sunday night, okay. so uh, they're probably just pricing him up just in case Cook got hurt uh, okay. or something like that Monday night to, to kind of compensate for that. 
Okay, Todd Gurley going up against the, the biggest, baddest defense and against rushers that there is, the New Orleans Saints. He's at 5,900. Mm-hmm. Todd Gurley's been able to find the end zone a couple of times, but I don't know that we can find him uh, this week. But it always adds a little wrinkle there whenever you talk about Jameis Winston possibly being the quarterback <laughs> in New Orleans, right? Because then that means there could be turnovers, more opportunities and all that. 5,900 seems like a pretty good price for Todd Gurley in my book, but I, I'm scared against that New Orleans Saints defense. Yeah, he's going to get the, the goal line work, the goal line touches, but even he's kind of splitting carries with, with Brian Hill. So I don't think I play uh, Gurley at 5,900. There's a, a lot of better, I feel like, guys in this price range. We, we mentioned Swift, and there's a couple guys below here uh, that I like also. Okay, so then let's take me down then. From Latavius Murray all the way down to, I don't want to say Boston Scott because he's not really a starter. Maybe we need to include this with Kalen Balaj, who has taken over that backfield, it feels like, in the Los Angeles uh, area. Are they in the area of Los Angeles? They do play. (laughs) I would hope. I I think so, too. (laughs) But let's take me down to there and tell me who your favorites are here, and you can pick as many as you want. I'm going to go with two. I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson, 5,800 uh, for the Washington football team. Uh, he is splitting time with McKissick, but he's getting a lot of the goal line work himself. Uh, McKissick's used more in the, the passing game, which I don't get why Gibson isn't used more. He's a converted uh, running back. He was a receiver at Memphis, so you would think he'd also be using the passing game, but I only had four and three targets compared to the double digits for McKissick. But I still like uh, Gibson at 5,800, and then right below him, I like Damian Harris for the, the Patriots at 5,700. Uh, he got 22 carries against Baltimore, uh, 14 and 16. And he's got a pretty good, you know, per game uh, average as well when it comes to his yardage. So definitely could see them against the Texans who struggle against the run, uh, 31st against the league. Damian Harris, you have the cam factor, uh, which keeps defenses honest. Uh, so I do like Damian Harris at 5,700 as well in this range. Yeah, he has got a great yards per carry uh, average. I'm just scared he's never going to be able to find the end zone. But even without finding the end zone last week, he put up 15 DraftKings points, which were paid off for you if you've played them then. I don't know, 5,700, maybe a little bit too much. He got 19 DraftKings points against the Buffalo Bills defense. And I don't think that the Houston Texans are any better than that. So you might be right on there. They're not. And I know Burkhead and and Cam both kind of, vulture some of his touchdowns but he's still at a good price range and like you said his yards per carry have been great so if he can break one he should be able to pay that off all right i don't think joe mixon's coming back ever so i don't, I don't <laughs> do we need to do we need to say Gio bernard is is playable this week against washington yeah i mean i probably won't but i mean he, he definitely is if he's getting the touches he's he's able to get the receiving yards i won't play him at 5500 but he's definitely in play uh, we may have to check to see if joe mixon lost the foot uh potentially because he's yeah. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, and Duke Johnson, he's uh, only received one target last week against Cleveland, and it was bad weather conditions, but that's really where his bread was buttered. He had 14 rushing attempts, though, uh, for 54 yards, but only put up five DraftKings points in a big letdown week for those DraftKings owners where he was priced at 5000 His price actually went up to 5400 against the New England Patriots. I can't see how he would pay off for anybody this week as well. And, and uh, when we look at this, though, Naheem Hines, your guy, and guess mm-hmm. what? My guy as well. All right, he's my okay. guy now. Uh, and, and, but Naheem Hines, we could take him down. Let's go ahead and go down to that Rex Burkhead factor and see if you want to play him at 4,600. Yeah, so I do like Hines, 5,200. Uh, he, he looks like the, the main person, the main back now. I'm um, in Indianapolis. He, he was out touching Taylor. 
and Wilkins. He's he's definitely the pass catching back so far. So uh, I love him. He's explosive. He's fast. Uh, he's hitting hoes well. Um, he runs hard. I know Frank Wright was really talking him up uh, a bunch. So 5,200 against the Packers rushing defense. I do like Hines. I like McKissick right below him at 5,200 as well. You look at his targets. I mean, 15 to 14 targets. That's 29. Yeah, like you said, 29 targets the last two weeks from Alex Smith. He's the dump down king right now. Uh, so I really do like him at 5,200 as well. Um, you go down. the. I'm not too familiar with this. Uh, Savan Ahmed out of the Dolphins, but he definitely got the touches. They released Jordan Howard, uh, so they must be pretty comfortable with him. Uh, he got 21 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown last week. Uh, 4,800 still pretty cheap, type, pretty cheap price tag for him. And I do like Burkhead. Uh, you look in the most uh, back-to-back weeks, 22 and 15. Uh, he's getting some of the goal line work and, and vulturing from Harris, as we mentioned. Uh, he's also getting a lot of the dump offs from Cam. Uh, so I do think you can play Burkhead also uh, 4,600 against that same Texans defense that really struggles against the run. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And we got to put in a, a P Ryan in the, in the bottom tier of this. And I still have to see Frank Gore not get touches in order to believe <laughs> that Frank Gore is not going to get touches. Right. But P Ryan's only 4,400 against the Los Angeles Chargers, And that's a pretty stout defense at times. But if you look at it, they're only the 13th ranked uh, DK defense against the run. So that might be a possibility as well. Yeah, I, I, you would think they'd get P. Ryan more involved, but, you know, coaches love Frank Gore. He has the work <laughs> ethic. He's just a lunch pail type of guy, so he's going to keep getting touches just because of the kind of worker that he is. Yeah, totally. Who else do you see here in the bottom tier that might be a little bit of a sleeper? You know, the Devin Bookers of the world. Yeah, you, you held Devin Booker, didn't you? Take, take a bow. You were all over him, and that revenge I game definitely know. took place. I don't, I don't like to take little victory laps or anything like that. No, I got, I got lucky. It's, 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 you know, I figured it out. I don't look at, I always comb the waiver wires. Right. And so I'm really familiar with all those other guys. And I, I texted mm-hmm. you, how did I not, how did I not come up with that guy's name, Josh Allen's name, but I know the third string tight end or something like that or whatever yeah. it was. And I know. And uh, so it, it, that's what ends up happening. I, I comb the waiver wires and I'm really familiar with those names, but I don't know, like when we look at the Indianapolis Colts, you just can't you can't start Wilkins anymore with any kind of confidence whatsoever. I don't think you can start Taylor anymore with any kind of confidence whatsoever. It just looks like a complete Naheem Hines backfield. I don't know if it's complete uh, Hines. It, it seemed like that way against the, the the Titans, but that's definitely not the case. They're they're all going to still be involved. I think Wright's going to ride the the hot hand. Uh, Hines digging up to fifty six percent of the snaps, which is the highest he's been all year. So uh, that trend could continue, but you still had 20 and 24 for Taylor. Uh, we'll see how that plays out against the Packers, but uh, I wouldn't play Wilkins at that price range. You could probably look, if you want to get real cheap and, and need a dart throw, uh, you can look down at the the, the Chargers backs. Uh, so as you said, Kalen Balazs really got the, the touches, but Josh Kelly's at 4K. He's still out there. Uh, he's still getting touches for them. Uh, Tremaine Pope, you know, he really didn't play too much at all. He came off the injury list, but you could see him get more involved uh, this week as well, being a week removed from the injury. Uh, they're down at the minimum salary at 4K, so that's definitely something you could you could look at if you need to go there. Hopefully, you don't need to go down that cheap, <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely a possibility if you if you are basically stuck at a min price running back. 
Yeah, definitely. And I, I could see that happening, but you could spend your money a little bit wiser on those yeah. wide receivers this week at flex spots if you want to do something like that. Good show, Pierre. Good show, Pierre. Hey, build me a lineup here real quick. Let's start off at our quarterbacks and you build me one. Ah, this is tough, Wes. This is tough. I tell you the two that I'm probably locked in on, and it's down at that, that cheaper range with, with Rivers or, or Joe Burrow. Come you on down here, buddy. From- hey, come on down. There's room down here for you, okay? <laughs> So you told me to stay away from Burrow, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my guy. I'm gonna go with Phil Rivers uh, against the Packers. Uh, we'll see how this plays out. Uh, I know they got a good defense, but again, it's one of the highest over unders. Uh, one of the only two uh, at 51. So give me Rivers. I'm actually gonna run it back uh, with a running back. Uh, it's gonna be Hines at 5200. Uh, so I'm gonna run it back with uh, another running back. I'm gonna take. Uh, we kind of talked to him as DeAndre Swift. At 6,400, I really like him. I like his price range. Uh, he should really be able to, to tear up that that Carolina uh, defense there. Uh, I got to run it back from the river, so I'm actually going to pay up uh, for Devontae Adams in this lineup. Uh, I feel like he's that that main target, obviously, there for Rodgers. Uh, I'm going with the Colts, so to run it back, I'm going to take their best player. That's going to be Devontae Adams at 8,600. I know I mentioned tight end. Uh, I think I'm going to pay up for Mark Andrews at 4,900 uh, this week just to try to get some safety. Uh, Nick Boyle's out, so let's go with Andrews at 4,900. Going to go cheap at defense. Um, I actually like the the Bengals. I feel like they can get a few sacks, uh, pay off that price tag at 2,300. I usually like to pay up 3K or above, uh, but I'm going to go with the Bengals at, at 2,300 there. That leaves us about 5,600, and I, I got a flex um, and two receiver spots, so that's going to be uh, – Hmm, interesting play for me here. I'm trying to see. I really like Michael Thomas, but I don't know if I'm going to pay for him just because I don't know that situation there with the Saints uh, and their actual uh, quarterback. So let me go down here. Uh, we're going to go Tyler Boyd. I know I mentioned him with the Bengals. Uh, we'll go him at 5,600 there. Uh, I need a, I need to get a Viking in here. So give me, give me uh, Jefferson or Thielen. Uh, give me Thielen. I know I mentioned uh, Jefferson and liking him at that range, but give me Thielen. He seems to be their their touchdown guy there for Minnesota at 6,300. Uh, leaves me with 5,100. Uh, you got guys in this range, Dobbins. You got Gordon Williams. You got Lamb. I'm going to go with uh, Jacoby Myers. Uh, I like him with the Patriots. I feel like he's their top target against the Texans. Uh, so to round it out, give me Jacoby Myers at 4,900. So uh, that shows uh, Rivers, Hines, Swift. Adams, Boyd, Thielen, Andrews, Myers, Bengals defense. All right, Pierre. Uh, th- that lineup sounds okay. It sounds all right. And I appreciate okay. you staying away from my guy, Joe Burrow, okay? Because I'm taking a Joe Burrow. All right? That's all I'm okay. going to do right now. I'm taking Joe Burrow. I'm taking Tyler Boyd with him uh, to be able to play that whole little stack that's going on right there. And okay. then I'm going – I loved what you said. I, I like the Bengals, and I don't know why I like the Bengals' defense. It just feels like it that it's it's playing right into my hands. I don't know because I can't. I I may only I may not do that. I may end up taking a different defense mm-hmm. um, that's up a little bit higher. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll go ahead and do that. I'm going to take that Miami Dolphins defense. Okay. Okay. Because that one is just really stout, and I think I had some money left over whenever I was putting this all together. And I wish I could go ahead and take a big named running back. But I don't think that I have to. I like the DeAndre Swift pick that you made, and okay. I, I like him so much that I'm going to put him in my lineup. I, I'm trying to find another one, though, to complement that. And when I look at the Washington Redskins, how can I not uh, go with McKissick? 
Yeah. Right here, he's just been playing so hot, so well, and been putting up those. I think he's going to pay off that three times value, and I'm not. I'm trying not to look for the, you know, the huge play, right? Because that's what I always get guilty of <laughs> is looking for that huge play. Who's who's going to pay off at three thousand points? And that's what I've always that's what I'm always guilty of. So whenever I look at this, I want to play Tony, and I'm telling you, I want to play Tony so bad. But you tell me to play it a little bit safer than that. I've got about fifty seven hundred dollars left with players, okay? okay. And if, if Cam- Calvin Ridley doesn't play, then I'm going to play Hayden Hurst. And I'll just take one of those H's. So I want to go with a Hunter Henry right now to play it safe. But I okay. might be able to save me a couple more dollars later on. And then that leaves me 6800 I can take Mike Davis against the Detroit Lions, <laughs> which which would just be fantastic if Christian McCaffrey doesn't play. If he does, if he does play, then I don't know who I'll get. I'll probably end up playing uh, uh, another Pittsburgh wide receiver because I played both Juju Smith-Schuster and Claypool. Okay. I'll play all three of them if, if, uh, <laughs> if not, but uh, I'm going to take that. So I, I got a Burrow, McKissick, Swift, Boyd, Schuster, Claypool, Henry, Davis, and Dolphins. That's what I'm awesome. going with. Sounds good. I mean, Steelers, I mean, they definitely could put it up. For sure. Um, you can stack all three. We may, I may do that in the quarter myself. Just put Roethlisberger and have all three of them in there. All right. So I'm entering that one into my quarter jukebox, and we'll see how it, how it ends up playing out. Pierre, great job again. Make sure you follow my guy. If you got any DFS questions whatsoever, just some redraft questions or, or questions on how to deal with your wife during a Green Bay Packer. <laughs> don't ask me that because I don't have any idea. <laughs> and an Indianapolis Colt game. Wish them so luck, too, as Hoosiers take on those Ohio State Buckeyes. Yes. yes. All right. Now you can follow him on Twitter, at Wee 31 on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter as well, at Loafinit. Don't forget to follow the show, at FI Today, with a little underscore, where you can find all of our names and all of all the podcasts there. You can also see the pinned tweet of the 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 fit picks that we make each and every week i don't know how that turned out i didn't even look at it i i do that uh do you remember those commercials where they take a chicken or something and they they put it in the rotisserie thing remember that and that guy who was always on those infomercials and he says set it and forget it remember that guy (laughs) i do that's what i do i don't look at my lineups on sunday i really don't i try to enjoy football on Sunday, uh, I try to step away from how are my lineups doing because I can be a big jerk if my lineups are going bad. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> hey, FitPix leader, I just want to toss it out there. I may have blown it this week, but I've been leading the pack the last few weeks on the Fit Picks. So the guys that are stepping up on the on the Fit team here. 92. You're the first one to the 90 club, Pierre. Yeah. I think you're you made it into the 100 club for this this week for sure. 92 and 40 was your fit pick so far this this year. Just great up straight up against the the games. Just straight up. Uh, so wonderful job by you. Uh, make sure you head over to Anchor FM as well, where you can follow all the different podcasts right there. All you got to do is look for Fantasy Impact today, and and you could subscribe there on whatever listening platform you like to subscribe to the sh- to a podcast on. If it happens to be on the iTunes app, make sure you slap those stars around and don't forget to leave a review but more importantly than all that we want to encourage you to go out into the world and find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today 